Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about life, love, leading, and learning with a little laughter sprinkled in. In today's episode, we'll be exploring how to overcome or recover from the constant pursuit of external validation, which is to say being validated by other people, being accepted by other people, and having our self-worth tied to uh, what other people think of us. And if we're able to crack the code on this, we're really able to unlock a door to a healthier, happier life, certainly a more peaceful and calmer life. So let's get started uh, by asking a question. In fact, ask yourself this question. To what extent am I willing to let other people's thoughts and impressions about me matter to me? So rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being total willingness, and, and be honest. And of course, the higher the rating, the more willing we are to uh, tie our life to pursuing the validation and acceptance of other people, which leads to a follow-up question, which would be, is this helpful to your life? And only you can define that for yourself. And we're going to work through and answer you know, that question and in among others. Like, for example, uh, why do we value external validation? Or why do we feel the need to put our self-worth or self-esteem in the hands of other people, knowing that it can lead to various kinds of pain? But let's back up. And let's talk a little bit about human development. Human beings, when we're young kids, we need external validation. No doubt about it. We need it to be externally validated by the adults in our lives. If nothing else, we learn what good looks like. So, for example, children between the ages of three and six don't know the distinction between truth and lies. It's up to the adults in the lives of those children to work, help them work through what is in fact true and what is in fact untrue. It's a very natural part of the development of a young child. Parents and teachers also teach kids what good looks like in terms of behavior. So social behavior at school, behavior at the dinner table, behavior playing with friends. This is all a very natural thing, and we outwardly express to them uh, when they do things well, and that makes them feel good. It's called the law of effect. So we help to reinforce the desirable behavior in order to produce future, future de desirable behavior. I mean, that makes sense. And in the event that they're demonstrating undesirable behavior, we address that in order to stop the undesirable behavior in order to promote future desirable behavior. That was a mouthful. So as we progress uh, as children to about the age of eight, up until that point, we are largely seeking the validation of the adults, mainly the parents uh, in the child's life. And then right around the age of eight, you start having this shift. And this is a completely natural shift to make, much to the chagrin of parents, um, and but if you're a parent, you know what I'm, I'm referring to, 
where it's all it's this almost grieving process whenever uh, the the chil- your children start going through this uh, this transition. But right around the age of eight, the shift occurs where the child starts seeking less validation from their parents and more validation from their peers, from their friendship groups. Again, perfectly natural. And then as this evolution continues into preteen years, into teenage years, there's more and more emphasis placed on being socially validated. So receiving external validation from friends and peer groups. It's not coincidental that teenage children and parents have a fair amount of conflict because the parents still want some measure of uh, control over you know, the child's life. And they, they want to feel validated by the children, you know, which is an interesting twist. And yet the child is almost exclusively seeking the validation of their friends. And then the child graduates high school, maybe goes out into the world in order to make a living, or the child goes to college for a number of years, graduates and goes out uh, into the world to make a living. And there is another part to this evolution where the individual at work now is seeking to be externally validated from their supervisor or their coworkers or people within the workplace, which can be quite interesting when you account for something like generational differences in the workplace, where there are some generations, maybe older generations that are less adept at giving developmental feedback to really anybody. And then you have maybe a younger generation of workers entering in where they grew up in a world where they received a lot of feedback. And now all of a sudden that that uh, younger employee is left in a, a, a bit of a um, a bit of a no man's land of what, what do I do with this? I'm, I'm, I'm believe I'm producing good work. I believe I'm performing at a high level and yet I'm not receiving this external validation and it can, it, it can lead to frustration, uh, disappointment, and even stress and anxiety. And the whole idea behind external validation is putting our self-esteem and self-worth in the hands of other people, whether it's personal or social, maybe it's professional, um, or you know we we want to project a certain image through material possession or status. Uh, maybe we what we put out on social media is this unicorns and rainbows utopia, where what we put out there we're garnering for likes and comments, and then how much disappointment do we experience whenever we don't receive those likes and comments or whenever we you know buy a new car or a really large house and we don't receive the external validation that we believe we might deserve from other people and it really uh it it, it takes us down uh, a a road that Um, not only disappointment and frustration, but can lead to varying degrees of sadness uh, up to depression. And neurochemically, uh, this makes sense, where whenever our pleasure center of our brain is activated, 
we have a neurochemical called dopamine that gets released. And whenever we experience a sense of pleasure, we get a hit of dopamine and that feels good to our brain. And it's not coincidental that it can lead to a quote addiction uh, for validation whenever we receive validation from other people. And we acknowledge, of course, we've been conditioned since we were children. We acknowledge that, hey, this feels good whenever we receive this validation. The obvious challenge is to what extent as we mature in life is, is this helpful? You know, while we've been conditioned to be externally validated as a functional adult, we really have to ask ourselves, you know, what, what's the goal here? I mean, how does the continued pursuit of being externally validated uh, helpful or how does it positively impact our life when we are putting our identity in the hands of other people, knowing full well that we, we can't possibly live up to the expectations of other people in each and every scenario. And then what happens whenever we disappoint them and we, we just become completely uh, unbalanced. I mean, I work with college students primarily, and I, I, I have students that are unbalanced with their emphasis on grades and grades is a form of of reward and reward is a form of external validation and whether it's a self-imposed pressure um, or they've received pressure throughout their life from their parents to get good grades it really becomes uh, completely unbalanced there's a less there's less acceptance about the process of learning and more of an emphasis on the outcome associated with it and well, you know, while there's nothing wrong with setting performance goals, I mean, performance goals are important. They help guide action. They help, um, they really help focus us. We lose a lot in translation when we, uh, when we don't focus on the process too. And when you think of the distinction between internal validation and external validation in many ways, not all, but in many ways, performance goals are external validation. These are the results. Process goals tend to be more tied to internal validation, which is the validation that we give ourselves. So let me give you a couple of different examples of external validation. So performance goals versus internal validation and process goals. And we'll work through this too. So if you have a student that pursues straight A's or honor roll, that's a performance goal, pursuit of external validation, versus having their effort acknowledged by themselves, knowing, knowing definitively that they gave it all they had and doing well for the sake of doing it well was enough. That's internal validation process goal. If you have a basketball player scoring 20 points as a measure of contribution to the team, that's clearly a performance goal to be externally validated uh, versus hustling so hard on defense, making sure that the person they're guarding doesn't score a point during the game. Because if you know anything about sports, specifically basketball, 
defense is all about effort and trying. And so process goal, internal validation. Okay, so another one, you're at work, getting a promotion, performance goal externally validated versus doing what is right when no one is watching. Clearly that is um, validating oneself. And then one last one. So buying a big expensive house. And while there's nothing wrong with buying a big expensive house, it really comes down to the motivation behind it. Cause clearly that's a performance goal. And if we live in a world of needing to keep up with the Joneses, that's clearly external validation. And we put our self-worth in the hands of other people versus home is wherever you hang your hat. It doesn't matter what your address is. It doesn't matter you know, whether or not you've got your three stories versus four. It doesn't matter if you have you know, a two-car garage versus a dirt, uh, you know, gravel you know, driveway that you're pulling up to. Home becomes wherever you hang your hat. And you validate that for yourself. So here's what I'm not saying. Because if you're listening to this podcast or you've listened to previous uh, podcasts, um, I say a lot of things and, and sometimes I take certain things for granted with what I'm not saying. Or, so let me talk about that. When it comes to recognition, when it comes to rewards, when it comes to compliments, when it comes to promotions, all of these are, are examples of external validation. When we receive those, they should feel good. They should absolutely feel good. What I am talking about is the distinction between pursuing that as a primary motivation for living our lives versus doing things well for the sake of doing them well. And if they're recognized through promotion, rewards, compliments, whatever, if they're recognized that um, in, independent of our motivation for doing them, that's internal validation. And that is a much calmer place to live. It just is. Where if there's an if there's a shift in the quote addiction, it's moving away from being addicted to what other people think of us, to how other people evaluate and judge us toward a pursuit of or the addiction of doing things well for the sake of doing things well. And you might be thinking, well, gee, Ed, there's no practical you know, value or practical outcome associated with just simply doing things well for the sake of doing them well. And like, that's where I would say you need to reframe the mindset on this, right? If you go to work and you do a good job for the sake of doing a good job, Right? And while you know there's going to be external validation and you getting paid for that job, the primary motivator isn't the money. The primary motivator is what blows your hair back. The primary motivator is you doing it well because you value doing that well. And when you leave for the day, you know you can check that box that you gave every single ounce of blood, sweat, and tears that you had in you that particular day. And there's validation in that. You will rest easy at night knowing that you did right by everyone that trusted you to do right. 
That's why they hired you in the first place. That's why they paid you the compliment of giving you a job offer. And so your self-esteem and self-concept and self-worth isn't tied in another person's evaluation of whether or not you did a good job. It's tied in your own evaluation of knowing that you did a good job, right? So there's no need to subordinate ourselves to what someone else, someone else's evaluation. I mean, in, on some, in some way that makes us less than someone else's evaluation of us. And it, it, we're, it, we really invalidate ourselves uh, on a lot of levels. I mean, in, in some weird way, we, we tacitly accept that as adults, this is sort of the order of things. When we've, we've already established that kids need this. A, mature adults don't need this. It's nice to get it whenever we get it. If you get a promotion because of all of the energy, effort, and commitment that you brought to the table because it's what you value, that's a wonderful result. But it's independent of your motivation for having pursued internal validation versus external validation. Here's another thing to consider when it comes to external validation. And that is this concept called hedonic adaptation. Hedonic adaptation is this phenomenon where uh, we get really, really excited about um, getting new shiny things. So think about when you were a kid or think about uh, your, your child and they, you or they wanted a, a toy growing up and you fixated on this toy leading into your birthday or to Christmas. And once you got the toy, that toy didn't leave your side for the next two, three, four weeks. I mean, you played with this thing nonstop. And then a month or so after that goes by and your parents or friends ask you, like, don't you play with that toy anymore? And you're like, eh, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's fun. It's great. I had a, I had a good time with it. And because the you know neurochemically the intensity of that uh that you know feeling dissipated over time it's a completely natural thing whenever we accept new jobs especially if we came from a job that was dissatisfying whenever we get hired for a new job we experience um you know just this intense amount of of pleasure and it makes sense because we were offered the job and that feels good. We feel validated um, for that. And then we meet all of these new people and there's a lot of pleasantries exchange and that's all external validation. And that feels good. We have all of this dopamine going on. And then we get six months, uh, nine months, 12 months into the job and the uh, the shininess starts to wear off a little bit, and we start seeing some of the limitations, not only of our coworkers, but of you know the organization and its structure and its processes. And we start kind of maybe complaining a little bit about you know some of those things when just six months or twelve months earlier, you know there was no amount of ugly on this particular job because we've adapted to. Uh, everything. And then, of course, the creme de la creme of hedonic adaptation is any romantic relationship where the first six to eight months is this chemical cocktail of there's no part of this other person that is, isn't perfect. 
And then after six to eight or so months, uh, things wear off and you, you have your first fight and you start seeing ugly on you know this person's behavior or vice versa and you actually have to make a conscious decision to you know to work through things and stay in the relationship because the allure uh, that of what brought you to, to together um uh, at least initially has uh has worn a little bit and it doesn't mean you don't love them it doesn't mean you can't have a wonderful relationship but all of the things that provided external validation for the initial part of that relationship just simply uh, waned over time. And then the question is, where do I go with that? If I have this fixation or need to be externally validated, wh wh where do I go next? And because we know this is fleeting. What's less fleeting is validating ourselves for the sake of doing whatever it is that we're doing, doing it well accepting ourselves first, loving ourselves first. And I'm not talking about being narcissistic. What I'm talking about is celebrating, um, celebrating our success for us. I mean, we, we, we've been taught or conditioned to believe that validating ourselves is somehow bad or wrong which is just kind of funny to think about when there's an entire self-help industry devoted to helping people move away from putting all of their self-worth and self-esteem in what other people think and grounding in, you know, individual, you know, strength and conviction. I mean, there, it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry. And yet we're, we're, we're conditioned through, throughout our lives that, you know, pursuing what we want and focusing first on loving ourselves and and being uncompromising with our convictions that that's somehow backwards and it's not i mean pursuing the attention of and from others will absolutely lead you eventually to a cliff where it's either i either go over the side or i make a decision to turn around and and do it differently right because this is all relational and <clears throat> and and so what we really need to what we really need to figure out is how do we recenter ourselves to working through the challenge of moving away from external validation towards internal validation. This is not a light switch. This is something that takes a lot of, a lot of time. And so a, a reasonable first step is defining your values. What are those things that you value for you? And you're going to be in conversations where people are going to question your values. And you're going to be in conversations where people are much more convicted in their values let them be convicted in their values. You don't have to have your values validated by anybody else. And you certainly don't have to validate theirs. Their values are theirs. Your values are, are yours, right? And don't run from the discomfort in those moments. I mean, anybody can quit. Anybody can just quit and say, you know what? I just it's too much work to hold 
all of these deeply held convictions. It's too much work to focus on the process or doing things well, just simply for the sake of doing them well. I'm just going to revert back to my muscle memory and and I, I take my chances on whether or not people accept me for who I am. It's like, no, no. If we shift our mindset, if we reframe our thinking, if we acknowledge that we're in control of our thoughts and our decisions, if we make the decision to value ourselves and value our contributions independent of the evaluation of judgment of others, we start moving the needle away from our past of needing to be externally validated toward a life that is much more calmer and, and peaceful. Another way of saying it is you become more comfortable in your own skin. Things don't tweak you the way they used to tweak you. They just don't. So as we get ready to wrap up this conversation, I have you take stock of what are those what are those things that you're good at? And acknowledge those for yourself and let that be okay. What are those things that are positive attributes? Those favorable things about you. Validate those for yourself. It's okay. Accept yourself. Also, just so we round this out, Look at those things that maybe are less than favorable. Don't place a value judgment on them. Just, just look at those things about you that are less than favorable, things that it might be in the negative quality category, and validate those for yourself. And acknowledge that, hey, those things are limitations that I can absolutely shore up over time. All right, take a look at those. Make, make a list. Define your values. Right, so... As we wrap up the conversation, over the next few days, for yourself, take a look at who and what you are. And if who and what you are is a byproduct of what other people believe you to be, something is out of balance. Take stock of your gifts for you. Start doing things, engaging in work or play or hobbies or whatever for the sake of doing them because they're fun or you want to do them well or you want to improve at them, right? So we can begin our living our lives, you know, in such a way where we're able to, we're able to ground in the reality that I'm not living my life for other people. I'm living my life for me first, And then ultimately ask yourself, what are you willing to commit to your future self? Are you willing to commit the next 10, 20, 50 years of your life to other people's judgment evaluation of you? Is that that what you're willing to commit to? Because if you are, you will constantly be disappointed because invariably you won't be able to live up to their expectations. But if you're willing to commit to a life that is grounded in who you want to, who you know you, you are and who you want to become, and you're going to engage in behaviors and actions that validate that next version, that better version of yourself, go do that. Life is way more 
enjoyable when we do that. So food for thought. And until next time, fellow questers. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Give the show a five-star rating. Tell your friends. Let's keep getting the word out. You can get in touch with the show at thequestforlife.com. I'd certainly love to hear from you. And as always, thank you for joining the conversation.